Hey, what's up? Thanks for listening. This is the podcast. You made it. I appreciate you listening. That song you just heard was by a band called Secret Spirit from New Hampshire. I'm helping them release their album this uh, Saturday, I think. Yeah, it's Saturday. Um, That's a song that hasn't been released yet. They're really fun, like melodic punk stuff. So check them out. Check out Secret Spirit. My guest today is Jeff Hirsch from Flemington, the main catalyst of an, a place called Flemington DIY in Flemington, New Jersey, in Hunterdon County. Jeff's always been involved in DIY and local music. We probably met each other when we were like like 16, playing punk shows. Uh, we talk about that a little bit. We really talk a lot about Flemington DIY, and this is the mission statement from the site, uh, FlemingtonDIY.org. Flemington DIY is a nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide an inclusive art space that engages the community with the burgeoning local art scene, inspires social change, and invigorates the economic development of Flemington, New Jersey. Their vision is to provide a safe and accessible outlet for community members' expression, fostering an inclusive community in Flemington with respect for and through participation with the broader community, showcasing socially conscious ideas and promoting networks between others, actively combating sexism, homophobia, racism, and other forms of oppression, and creating a safe space for everyone. Really neat spot in New Jersey. Um, they really took it upon themselves and like just they went for it. And Jeff really helped make this place happen. It's honestly one of the only all-ages venues in New Jersey, and it's really important. So we talk a lot about it. I totally geek out about um, the logistics of everything how it happened, who we spoke to, how how stuff like that exists, because I don't really know how stuff works. I'm not a grown-up, but um, I we try. So th- this podcast, I just, you know, I get to geek out and find stuff out. It was really cool to sit down and talk with Jeff. He also plays in the bands Glazer and Decoration. I'm going to put a Glazer track at the end of this podcast, too. If you like it, uh, subscribe. We do these podcasts pretty regularly. Um, if you don't like it, just, you know, don't tell me. I don't care. All right. Enjoy. Thanks. Okay, it's podcast time. We're here. I'm with uh, Jeff Hirsch. Hey. Hey. Thanks for having me, Joe. Yeah. Um, Jeff does a bunch. Uh, We're going to talk about all that stuff. What we were just talking about, though, is how we're old now. Or older, (laughs) I guess. We're on the older side of the scale, I guess. Yeah. At least in our little bubble. Maybe not, you know, for the older listeners, but in our own little bubble, we're, we're on the older side. Yeah. Well, you were talking about playing a house show. Yeah, pretty recently, uh, my, one of my bands played a house show, and someone in the crowd was like, why do they look like they're 30? And it's because most of us are 30. Yeah, so. yeah. I think it's a nice it's nice testament to us that we're still doing it, though. Yeah, I just hope, yeah. I remember, I feel like when I was 18, seeing 30-year-olds, I was like, oh, man, like I, I will not be playing house shows when I'm 30. Like That's like <laughs> pathetic. Um, but I agree with you. Yeah. It's uh it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I used to see like older like punk guys at times be like, "Oh, that's cool that they're still doing this." Like, yeah. And I I don't think we'll ever stop doing this. No. Whatever you call we'll it. We'll eventually evolve into those dad rock bands playing at barbecues and <laughs> car shows. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's all in good fun. Exactly. The, I have the fear of becoming like a cover band though, where it's like you know. There's a fine line. Yeah. Yeah. No matter where you draw it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So how you been? Good. Busy. Always busy, but a good thing, like I was telling you. Yeah. I'm good with like one day off during the week and then I like running around like, like yeah. a manic person most of the 
week. Yeah, kind of same. I need like the the one day to do nothing so I can hate myself and then like it makes me want to do stuff. Because you just like you're sitting at home and you're like, oh, I should be doing something. Is yeah. that why? Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of the same. Just laying in filth on Netflix. And yeah. Just not like, like I should it. really be doing something even though like I was doing, you know, something like 12 hours a day for the last like seven days before that. Yeah. I mean, you're pretty active. I'm. We should We should definitely have to talk about Flemington. Sure. Yeah, why? Um, because I think it's just – and it – Part of it was, like, right place, right time, I feel, but it's also, like, the right people with the right mindset to, like, make that thing happen. The Flemington DIY? Yeah. 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 No, it was definitely right time, right place. Um, the people at the time who started it with, with me together uh, were the right people, and it just it kind of grew very quickly. And, I mean, here we are. It's been four and a half years, and I never thought that that temporary project would become – basically become like a huge part of my life yeah and like a big driving factor in my life it's like thriving at this point i remember i might have came to one of the first open house things that you had i know there was a bunch it was over the summer and it was probably four and a half years ago and there was a bunch of cars on the street yeah yeah the flemington does car shows like most suburban towns like every every other week during the summer yeah so because we were right on main street we just try to kick our doors open and let people in get some foot traffic the foot traffic yeah yes so for the listeners that don't know um flemington diy is a community space in flemington mm-hmm. that i mean you guys kind of just started right? yeah yeah i mean i could if you want i can go through the whole story but basically i mean we're located in an old bank a vacant bank um that was probably vacant i don't know eight years before we were there just sitting on main street and um we kind of got in touch with the borough uh, the town owns the building and we kind of worked out this deal with them and we were supposed to be a temporary art space kind of just like a pop-up gallery they were all they're like oh pop-up galleries are hip right now let's <laughs> let's do that and it'll be temporary yeah and like i said that was four and a half years ago and we're we're thriving and just getting stronger and stronger i think you know this was definitely our best year yet and yeah just kind of slowly going up i think you had to like almost prove yourself to the town I think so, and I mean, we're we're always still proving ourselves. I think a little bit, just with everything we do. But I, I'd say we're on really good terms right now with with the council, and and just we're in a favorable light in yeah. general. I think we well, do because it's more than just punk rock shows. Exactly, you know? and yeah, that's kind of what we set out to do. It's not just a bunch of punk kids or punk thirty year olds doing <laughs> punk stuff. Um, but it's really you know we're doing film screenings, knitting groups, print clubs. Uh, writing workshops, open mics, and it's literally, I mean, we have people eight years old to, we had a 95-year-old who was taking tap dancing last year in one of our community tap dancing classes. That's really cool. It's literally all ages, all walks of life. Just a true, I mean, in my mind, a true community art space. Yeah, totally. Not like exclusive to one pocket of people right and not one pocket of music i mean sure just let alone i mean we do tons of punk stuff but we also have jazz shows throat singing bluegrass literally i mean we, we're, we're kind of a yes organization we'll say yes to almost everything yeah so are the the like the classes like the, the tap dancing class is that like taught by like a volunteer yeah so it's a we're 100 percent volunteer run and the way the tap dancing and a lot of other classes and workshops came to be basically i got an email from this girl a high school girl actually a high school student she taught tap dancing i think at health quest and wanted to do kind of a more community-based class and I, I met her we hit it off real well and literally within two weeks she was doing 
weekly tap dancing classes like an hour every Saturday and it really picked up a lot of steam that was definitely one of our most popular programs at the time yeah yeah that's fun. It's cool you keep, like, a, a busy calendar, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I'd like to see the space used every day if it were up to me. And, I mean, there's there's weekly classes and groups, and there's bi, bi-weekly and bi-monthly, but it, it gets it gets used quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. Is there something going on tonight? Or What is tonight? Tuesday? Today's Tuesday, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think there's actually anything tonight, but um, if anyone has any ideas, just shoot us an email, and uh, <laughs> we'll fill that Tuesday right up. Yeah. That's cool, That's kind of how it works. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, it's you can't just be in 2018 just to be a a music venue, just like a punk rock place is like really challenging and it really limiting. And, yeah, and I don't think it really. No one's gonna be like, oh, cool place just for like no one really cares. It's I I like the idea that it's like an inclusive vibe and it's mm-hmm. like do your thing. It's your room for the night. You yeah, know? and I think being open like that and being more inclusive to all genres of music and all different groups and ages, it kind of, in a way, I think helps punk shows and that kind of community thrive because it's like, all right, well, we had a jazz show here last night and there were 50, 60-year-olds here and now there's, you know, 20 out-of-control, excited punk kids here and I don't know, it's just it's it's a good balance and I think it paints the DIY community in, the, in a good light. Yeah. That's awesome. And it legitimizes us a little bit too in the eyes of just the council and just like the general public who may not be used to, you know, DIY punk shows and totally. things like that. How did, um, so how'd you get in touch? Like, did you guys just decide one day that like, you know, we should ma- try to see if we can use this space? So how that came to be, I was doing actually like a punk flea market across town at this at the Stangle factory in Flemington, Yeah. Um, which is, it used to be like a big pottery factory, I think in the early 1900s. And it's just... It was a big open kind of space, so I was doing a, a show there, had a bunch of vendors and bands play, and I was flying around town, going, not door to door, but different businesses, and I stumbled upon the Flemington Business Improvement District, and I didn't know what that was, not a business owner, but I saw they had flyers up for jazz shows and other town events, so I, I popped in there, gave them a punk flyer, said, hey, you know, would you put this in your window? It's like a open, open to the community event happening like right up the street. And they kind of looked at it and they're like, wow, this is really cool. And at the time I was living in a house in Flemington and we were doing punk shows in the basement, um, which, you know, most people listening would probably imagine, you know, that's where a lot of the punk shows happen. Yeah. So they're like, wow, you do this? Like you, you book a lot of events like this? Yeah. Yeah, I do. So they, they were really interested, like I said, in the pop-up art space idea. So they wanted to have a meeting with me and a couple of my friends after that. And we were super stoked on it. They're like, oh, we have this abandoned bank you know the town owns it it's not being used right now maybe you know you guys can go in there clean it up and maybe we could try like a pop-up gallery show space and i how old was i I was 24 at the time so you know my eyes lit up and we were just like wow really like you're gonna let us do this and we did it may 2014 is when we had our grand opening and yeah it kind of just really took off from there yeah and it, it had to go through like regulation from the actual town because like the the bu- business improvement thing isn't like the town board, right? It's separate from the council, but I, my understanding is that the the role of the business improvement district is to kind of just improve business and bring traffic into Flemington, so people come to Flemington and sure. Shop. So yeah, I guess in their mind, if we had a gallery or shows going on, people would come to town maybe who wouldn't normally come to town, which is true. Spend money at restaurants and stores and. You know, it's a win-win. Yeah. And I think that's happened over the years. Totally. Yeah, that's what people tend to overlook is like, yeah, like 
you can like you know you can speak badly about basement shows but if it's bringing like 60 people to a block who are going out to eat after and like right. going to bars after exactly, it yeah. does help you know yeah and i mean we've you know as we grew like last year we started doing kind of different deals with some of the local restaurants so you know you can get dinner and a show for x amount of dollars just That's show neat. your diy ticket you know at the restaurant and yeah so people are going to those restaurants they're coming to our shows and it's kind of a model that we're slowly adopting yeah it's a good way to get involved yeah like, and i mean i guess it helps us it helps them and everyone's happy yeah yeah where do you see it like going like more just more of the same i mean more involvement, right? Yeah, definitely more involvement. Maybe something a little more stable. Like I said, right now we're in a in an abandoned bank, which is slated. To, it's supposed to be sold. Wasn't it like last year they were talking about selling it? So that was the whole point when we uh, the whole when we moved in. They said, you know, they reassured us this is temporary. Like this is going to be redeveloped like any day now. Yeah. And we waited and waited, and years passed, and. <laughs> I think now the town is they're getting closer to a deal. Sure. Because if you're familiar with Flemington, they have the Union Hotel that they want to – it's too late to save now in my opinion. But they want to build like a big like eight-story building there with like, I don't know, a hotel and a bar and like really like – I think make Flemington look more like Somerville. Kind okay. of just like a little more built up and yeah. and things like that. Isn't um, Somerville just like two blocks of that though? More or, or less. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean Flemington is a super small town. I mean, I, maybe Main Street might be like a mile long. And so, it's like kind of rural, like outside of that. It's, yeah, it's super rural. So, I mean, there's a lot of headbutting and back and forth over the last 10 years, basically. Some people want the redevelopment. Other people don't want an eight-story building in town because it'll lose its historical charm. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's not really much going on there. and We're just kind of just we've been doing our thing and just waiting for something to happen. Yeah. Um, so I guess the long-term goal is to try to find a permanent space so we can, I mean, we don't want to end this anytime soon. I feel like now after four years, we're really, really established and like finally starting to grow some kind of following Yeah. after four years. So, I mean, I think now we're really only getting started. So it would be nice to have a permanent home. Totally. This year, um, this is the first year we've had like a, a working board with like board members as a, an official uh, nonprofit. So we've been focusing on fundraising and basically we have a pretty sweet deal now in the bank. So we're trying to raise as much money as we can now. So when the time comes to move, we can kind of just have a smooth transition and not have to scramble or panic. So totally, you're fundraising now too, right? Currently now, yeah, yeah. And, I mean today actually. Today's Giving Tuesday. I mean, when this airs, it won't it won't be Giving Tuesday. It'll be Giving but, Wednesday, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this this whole week, um, yeah, we've been a, done a big push for fundraising. But I mean, you can always donate on our website too. Yeah, FlemingtonDIY.org. That's it. Yeah, FlemingtonDIY.org. That's it. Yeah, check that shit out. I I mean, I can't see the town turning their back on you. Like, I don't think so. And like I said, the bid. So the bid is no longer a thing. They kind of fizzled away and dissolved. And what, we were, what do you mean the bid? The Flemington Business Improvement District. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so they they were around, I guess, for the first two years we were doing our thing, and they were disbanded, disbanded and dismantled, and so in a way we kind of outlived them. And now, <laughs> now we work directly with the council, which has been really great, and with the mayor, and everyone's been really supportive. And I think, I mean, I think we have enough of a following now where I think we could find the support to just keep it going. Yeah, because if you think about it, what – and this is this is what I run into when I'm on tours and shit. Um, what is there to do in a town besides eat mm -hmm. and drink, right? Or like go bowling, mm -hmm. you know, or go to an arcade if there is one or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and I mean, I think the the 
the beauty of Flemington DIY is that there's no college in Flemington, which a lot of like spaces around the country are kind of in a college town. Sure. But there's a high school right down the street with 3,000 kids. Like I went to high school there, 100 Central. Tons of kids with literally nothing to do in Flemington. Yeah. So like my big push has been to try to bring in like some high school groups and some high school students to really book shows and run clubs and slowly we're getting there. Like I said, um, the student who was doing the tap dancing was a high school student. Yeah. We have a photography club that's slowly getting started, made up of high school students. And then a couple of the high school alt kids have been coming by and they're uh, going to start booking shows this year. Sick. Yeah. Yeah. When I was, uh, when I, I booked that, the show there over the summer and there was kids outside like, yeah, we just come here just when we know there's something going on. Yeah. What else is there to do? Exactly. Yeah. That's so sick. Like, how do you get high school kids involved? So obviously I can't just walk into a high school and like start flying. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. oh you guys look like yeah. you like punk, you guys oh, like punk, cool Green Day shirt. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the dilemma. So I mean, it helps that we have some high school kids already involved, just sure. word of mouth. So we have them, and then they'll be the ones who kind of disseminate the flyers around the high school and get the kids involved. Um, when we first started, we had some open general open meetings, and some people actually brought their kids who were like 14, 15 at the time who were in high school and they've been involved since the beginning. That's great. And now they've actually graduated from Central but um, they're either still involved or have since brought their friends in. So it's kind of always a revolving door of high schoolers and just different people and I think that's how it should be in a way. Yeah, totally. And it's good to get like younger people engaged. Absolutely. I mean, there was nothing like that when I was in high school. Yeah. I, I mean, I and probably you too would have benefited from something like that. An inclusive, yeah. Yeah. All we had was like VFW halls and it was like pay $450 yeah. to rent this out. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, high school. community center. Yeah, right? yeah. I think that's probably where we met, right? Yeah. That's we go point. back, yeah. Yeah, knock, knockout theory. Knockout theory, yeah. Best of the worst. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the Waffle Stompers would play those shows. We probably talked about some decoration was on. but This is true, yeah. We drove to the Clinton Community Center for the first time. Had no idea what to expect because it's Hunterdon County, right? Right, yeah. So for us, it's like a good 40, 45 minutes yeah. in a direction that we've never driven before. And we get there and it was just like insane. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't think – see, that. I think things are a little different now because I don't think – I was talking to some high school kids and there's not like – I remember when I was in high school, like being in a band, it was like cutthroat almost. Like it was like some – for me at least, there were like some – deep rivalries between like the popular emo bands and like the punk kids and like it was like your band sucks like we're gonna kick your ass at the battle (laughs) of the bands and like my understanding now at least in flemington there's like not that many bands yeah and i don't know if it was just like if it's like a a generational thing maybe i am an old guy but like you were saying like clean community center used to be like 80 100 kids like every time yeah like all going ape shit while the waffle stompers are playing yeah (laughs) i don't know maybe now maybe the internet has ruined a little bit of that I don't know, but I think things were did seem cooler before. Now, like everything's demystified. Like no one listens to punk anymore. Yeah, and it back then because there was you're putting less of yourself online. Like the music you listen to is more of your identity. To, sure. Like, people literally wear it on their sleeves. Mm-hmm. Like oh, I'm yeah. a punker. Look, like, and yeah, it was the same way. Yeah, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I mean, I think punk and music and DIY culture, you know, everything's more accessible now, which is great. Sure. But I think maybe when we were younger, that was kind of the last bastion of i don't know high school punk band i don't know i could just be talking out of my ass we, i mean but I, f- I feel the same way and yeah. maybe we're out of the loop i don't know that's just yeah my understanding of what goes on in flemington at that high school apparently there's not a lot of yeah well i teach bands. like i teach public school and i teach elementary school but like i ask them what the kids listen to and they say like the Fortnite rap and like 
you know, Justin Bieber, who's like, yeah, he's fine. But sure. uh, uh, but then like I'll I'll help out at the high school sometimes, and like closest thing is like kids wearing Green Day shirts who like play bass or like guitar, but like not play bands. And then when they do start bands, they just do like Rush covers. Yeah. And, like it's more like kind of classic rock because I think Green Day is like classic rock at this point. At this point, uh, yeah, yeah, which is wild. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just different. I don't know. I mean, I but I think the other thing is like. We had venues and like shows to go to when we were younger, whereas now like that's not. I mean, if that's why. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. I think that's why Tomington DIY is sick because it's a space that's not a basement that a kid can stumble into and be like, I like a lot of what's going on. I like this music. I like what the people are about. You know. Yeah, so. I actually never thought about that because other than Clinton, we had like Hamilton Street yeah. Cafe, Bloomfields Ave, Bloomfield Ave Cafe, both owned by the same guy. Right, yeah. There was Club Sparks in Bridgewater. Do you remember that place? Did you ever make it there? I don't think I've ever been there. Yeah, I guess there's really not much like that anymore. Yeah. At least to my knowledge. And uh, Club Chrome, Sarahville, Cricket Club. I mean, there was a lot. Where Now I think I can count the all-ages venues on my hand. Probably because there's no money in it. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That makes sense, I guess, right? Yeah, it's definitely harder. And that's why I think you see less VFW and Hall shows Mm -hmm. because they pay $500 to run a show yeah. and then charge $10. It's like there's a le- less value to music though, it feels. Because I used to pay 10 bucks for a show no problem and now people complain and shit yeah. and like, you know, it's I'm like, all for keeping it cheap, but Yeah. No, there's a lot to be said about that. Um I mean, I think shows should be $10 now. Cuz if you think back to like the 80s, shows were always 5 bucks, but that was, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah. You know. It makes sense to pay 10 bucks, I think, to see you know a four-band bill today. But yeah. like you said, not a lot of people would. Yeah, it's weird. I, I have gripes with like my friends who... I, I get like the time thing, but when it's a money thing, but then like you'll just go out somewhere else and spend like 50 yeah. bucks. Yeah. And a lot of it, too, I think is like people... I Like, I don't follow my friends too much. I've probably said this on a podcast before, but like, you know, you age out of music, you know? Like, you a lot of people do and I'm, I'm grateful that we don't and we won't but people like yeah we're trapped we're trapped please save us if you're listening <laughs> but um yeah like you know you do your thing you you have you make friends you go to shows and then like you know you're older and you'll go to a, a show every now and then you know and I'm not saying all my friends need to like support the scene till death or like it's just like every now and then just go be involved be involved right I don't know. That's my sappy sentiment. It's just, uh, it's just changed a bit. And maybe we're just not in popular bands. Maybe like... I mean, that could also be it. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty convinced that that's true, but yeah. Well, because whatever people are complaining about, no one comes to see their band. I'm like, all right, well, there's a reason. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I'm in the same boat. And also though, I think sometimes you will just eat shit at shows. Like I, I was saying this before we started, when invalids did those Delta sleep shows, they were like, the biggest shows I ever played in my life, like, like venue gave us like comp drinks and like they gave us a pro diem. I just got twenty bucks. Oh yeah, and I'm not trying to brag because like, I, <laughs> dude, I'm used to playing, you know, like yeah, of course, play to whoever. But the, then the juxtaposition, like the next week, they just play to like ten kids or fifteen kids somewhere. But you know, just be fine with it and just do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I for me, I I like to think that I'm I'm just playing music for me at this point. Yeah, and like people at work are like, oh, like are you banking on your band? It's like, no, come on. Like, <laughs> I know you're out of the loop, but let's be realistic here. Yeah, that's the old school mentality. How much you get paid? Yeah, 
like I think when I like describe to my coworkers I'm going on tour, they just like have this idea that like you know I'm making money and I'm playing like big venues and like big shows and it's it's not the case and I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. But you know that's that's not why I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I I think people just don't people who aren't involved don't understand how to like book a tour or like do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get all the like questions that just show that no one knows. <laughs> Oh, you get lots of roadies and groupies. It's like, yeah. No, it's all just sweaty guys. Like, which is all well and fine. It's just, it's just funny. It's funny. Yeah, but yeah, I don't see myself uh, stopping doing this. No, we're gonna be those dad rock bands. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, I do see myself at some point not doing podcasts because <laughs> I just feel so on my own ass sometimes. Like. You know, oh look, another white guy with an opinion holding a microphone. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I was, Tell me more. I, yeah, I was saying that I inter- interviewed Max Roush uh, like two weeks ago, uh-huh. and uh, before we started, I was like, dude, like I don't even tell people I do this. Like I like doing it, and like I'll you know I post about it, but I don't know. It's weird. I, I we probably talked about this last time. I wish there were more zines. Yeah. And like all that. I'm a big so. fan of physical, physical media. Yeah, I think something tangible kind of has a different vibe to it i mean obviously but it's kind of more value because there's just such an oversaturation online yeah you know you you ran a zine not anymore I you did to. though oh yeah yeah i had i had a zine um the tail end of high school and then after that start something right start something yeah which evolved slowly into like a little like tape collective label show booking thing yeah 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 what was that called start something Oh, the, oh, start something was also the label there. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just start something. It was like a zine. I did like some distro and some, you know, some DIY tapes. Yeah. Because no one else is, you know, no one else is gonna put out my band. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm preaching to the choir. Yeah, that's the caveat. Yeah, it's the, DIY, the Flemington DIY. You know, do it yourself. Yeah. And I like a lot of people always. Not a lot of people, but some people always ask. You know, well, what is DIY? I like to explain to them it's do it yourself, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that makes that's cool. That makes sense." Yeah, I mean now's the time to do it yourself. Yeah, right. I mean, if you want something done, do it yourself. Yeah, get to it. And that, that, that's why I like when when we get emails from from the community members, and they're like, "Oh, like I want to do this, I want to do that," and it's like, "Hell yeah, that's great. Let's do it. Like let's make it happen." Yeah, like this space is here for you. Does so the, do it. Use it. Yeah. Does the uh, town like have a budget for you guys or? Um, so the first year we were there, we were able to get a, a, a nice budget from the council. That was only the first year. Um, so, I mean, so we get the building for basically next to nothing every month. Yeah. Um, which is a deal in itself. So basically that's what, that's our budget from the town, which is totally awesome. Yeah. Um, and then lately this year, because we have the board, uh, we've been applying for a lot of grants and, you know, state and, and county funding. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's been working out. We've been getting grants. Um, we have a print club that meets every Monday where you can go from six to nine and print your own t-shirts and like, we'll, we'll walk you through it if you're a beginner. Um, but we got a couple small grants for that just to like stock up on supplies and do some marketing for that, um, through the town, which was awesome. You guys use Plastisol or water-based? Do you know? I think water-based. Okay. Don't quote me on that. I'd have to talk to the print club people. I'd imagine, well, Plastisol is like the chunky, like, um... Oh no! Like it's, it's water based. It's water based. Yeah, yeah. Cool. 
If yeah. I ever have any extra supplies, I'll let you know. Great, yeah. Every now and then. I... Well, you print your own stuff here, right? Yeah, we have like a one spot here just for like easy stuff. Yeah, of course. So, but I do, I still want to come and just like practice. Yeah, I mean, basically it. it's 10 bucks and you can print as much as you want. And like, I've, I've had people come, they like bring like a stack of 20 shirts and just like print band shirts like for two hours. That's awesome. For 10 bucks. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think you'll find a better deal. No, that's great. <laughs> and you, you provide all the supplies? Yeah, screens, ink, basically 10 bucks. You're just paying for the supplies. and. Do you, like, burn the, the film into the emulsion? Like, do you make the actual screen oh, there, yeah, too? Oh, yeah, we'll make the screen, like, right there with you. and then. Oh, that's so sick. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna definitely Every call. Monday, 6 to 9 p.m. Yeah. I mean, $10 is actually really sick, if you think about it. Yeah. If you wanted to get 20 shirts from a screen printing place, be at least 140 bucks oh yeah yeah, yeah. plus i mean there, i i like there's something to be said for doing it yourself you know just like printing the shirts and like seeing how it works like i never really screen printed before we had a print shop at, at flemington totally and now like i love printing and i see how it works and it's really cool yeah i like touching it and printing it and seeing it yeah it's neat it's a it's a grind job like having a print my buddy does it like eight hours a day yeah i know some <laughs> people who do it like as like a job yeah <laughs> not for me yeah it's it's a fun hobby yeah because there is like artistic merit to it but then it's also like all right print 300 of these shirts and it's all by hand you know yeah. more or less and it's two colors yeah <laughs> this yeah. is really print 600 times yeah most of the stuff at print club is just one color i mean for sure some advanced people you know we'll, we'll they can kind of do it themselves yeah because you would need like those like multiple like we those have, octopus we have arms. one of those oh like, that's one, awesome. that, one of the revolving i don't even know what it's called but someone actually donated to, donated that to us, and it's it's being used a lot. You keep it in the back room or something? Yeah, we have like so the bank. There's like an old like kitchen, which I guess was the break room. So that is like now our print club, our print shop. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, and we have like a, a wash sink, like a big sink with a hose, and gets the job done. Totally. That's yeah. Cool. What else? Uh, like movie screenings at times you did? Yeah, so we, we haven't been doing a lot of movie screenings lately. It really just depends, like I said, on on the revolving cast of, of volunteers. Because like, we had a couple people who were like the movie people, and they've since either moved or are not involved anymore. So Well, because I'd, I'd imagine it's hard to keep all the wheels turning at yeah. once. I mean, there's always there's always ups and downs. Like sometimes, like we used to do open mics every month, and they were awesome, and then they kind of just fizzled away. But now we have the print club, and yeah, it's just... It's always ups and downs, but there's always stuff going on. Yeah, that's neat. And I think it, like having a board is a good way to like just have new ideas. Absolutely. And it's, you know, I I will say I'm the youngest person on the board, so it's nice to get like different opinions and like people who have like real experience in fundraising and in being a lawyer and just, you know, real, real world, real world experience <laughs> yeah. and different, different opinions, not just me and like my punk ideas and, oh, this would be really cool. Like it's nice actually talk it over with adults and get some guidance. Yeah. So I'm I mean, very thankful for these people. Yeah. The fact that, uh, you, like you have people that are applying for grants and like, yeah. like that's something I would never think. Of. No. And I mean, it's <laughs> some grants are easier than others, but it's definitely a skill to like write grants and apply for grants and, you know, other big nonprofits, you know, that's like a full-time job. People just like write grants. Yeah. So how did you, how did it turn into a nonprofit? Like, did you have to do anything or? Yeah. It's mostly a lot of like state and federal paperwork. Okay. Is, is mostly, and then you have to have like bylaws and board meetings like X amount of times a year. It's kind of up to you. You kind of got to create your own criteria for it. Um, but yeah, you have to have a functioning board and, 
it has to sit some kind within of, the guidelines. Yeah, the guidelines and you know tax ID stuff. So like, thank, I'm thankful we have like a, a money. Uh, what's what's the word? A treasure, a treasurer. Yeah. Guy on the board who you know <laughs> deals with all the money because I, I can't even speak in the right words, let alone calculate. <laughs> Yeah, that's got to be meticulous doing yeah. that stuff. And it's cool because everyone on the board kind of just, they were coming to events at DIY or knew about DIY in the community. And then when I set out to create a board, I just started asking these people, hey, you know, you do this. Are you interested in being on the board? Are you interested in being on the board? And basically everyone said, yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. That's the right way to do it too because they were already invested in the place because they were already coming to yeah. it. And it's really nice because, you know, a lot of things like this, like this is definitely like, you know, my my passion project. And like it's really hard to find people who are like as dedicated as you just in general. So it's really nice to have a board of people who believe in the art space as much as I do and, you know, give their time and money and and time and money to towards this project, you know? Yeah. It means a lot. It's it's a lot bigger, you know. It's cool that it's just bigger than me and bigger than us. It's just it's in the community at this point. Yeah, you definitely it's a cemented living, it. Breathing thing. Yeah, I don't think it can be stopped. Honestly, I think like people would be pissed off. I mean, yeah, we've actually ha- we've had a couple like speed bumps. Yeah. But you can't stop us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there were a couple close calls where we were either going to shut down or or be shut down, and. For what? Any... We fought it. So we're actually coming up on the anniversary. About two years ago, um, there was this whole Black Lives Matter incident at Flemington DIY. Maybe you've heard of it. It was it was in the local press. But right around the same time that a Flemington drew a blue line down the middle, a lot of like towns were doing that for like Blue Lives in Matter. Support of police. Support of police. Um, so around the same time, we had a Black Lives Matter sign in our window. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the two opinions just really clashed really hard within sure. the town. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, people were calling us really nasty names. And, like, you know, we were just – to us, it was just a, a move of solidarity with, with what was going on in the country. You know? Sure. A lot of big things happening. Yeah. And – It wasn't like – it wasn't a response to the – It wasn't like line. F you. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. So, basically, there were some really – I guess powerful people in town who who weren't happy with that, and we were forced to take it down. And that, you know, yeah, the ca- town council said take this down. Basically, and I guess they had the right to more or less because we're in their building. So, sure. You know, there, there's pros and cons to to having that building. So okay, fine, we'll take it down. So in response to that, we put together this whole big panel with. Um, the police commissioner and the police chief, they all agreed to be on it and just have this big open dialogue. We had Rutgers professors and some organizers from the Hunterdon County Anti-Racism Coalition. And we had a founder of Black Lives Matter. And we just had this basically a three-hour community discussion in the art space. We had like 120 people there. And just a really beautiful, peaceful discussion about the whole thing. And like where where they were coming from, where we were coming from, no hostility there were tears and it was just like a really moving moving thing it was probably one of the coolest things i've ever been a part of honestly yeah, it's pretty sick and um yeah i mean after that we we all kind of came to an agreement and just moved on after that but that was like a really big ch- not challenge but you know we we were challenged with that and i i think we handled it really well instead of just putting the sign down and being grumpy about it yeah like, yeah, yeah and i think you know we cr- opened up this dialogue and people will still talk about it and 
I know. I think that I want to do more things like that where it's just big community discussions and have those tough conversations. Yeah. Well, like a public forum is a neat thing for that because besides that, when you hear about black lives versus blue lives matter online. Yeah. Never the best place to have a healthy conversation. You know? Yeah. And I mean, we were, I mean, I'll be candid. We were getting, I mean, it's not a secret. We were like getting not death threats, but we were getting some pretty serious threats from like the, the blue lives people on Facebook basically were just like really like calling us terrorists and this and that. And it's just like, you know, it's really easy to say things online. And then when you come together and like have a discussion, yeah, it's just like it was very civil. It's actually the whole video is on our Facebook page. You can actually watch it. That's if, awesome. If, if anyone has three hours to spare. <laughs> well, and the co- the cops, the police station's right next door. Yeah, so that's an important fact. We share a wall with the borough police department. Yeah. Which some people see it as ironic because we're having punk shows, whatever. But it actually, I mean, we have a great relationship with them. They come in, they say hi, they check up on our events, and you know, we're we're um. A no drinking, no drug space. So it, it actually helps us because it deters people from kind of being jackasses and acting out of line and like disrespecting the property. Yeah. So it actually, it's a win-win. I mean, it's a win for us and you know, yeah, we're friendly with our neighborhood PD. That's good. I actually, I got pulled over once leaving uh, Flemington DOI, but it was because I definitely pulled an illegal U-turn on main street. It was probably like 11 PM. Did you say you were leaving the DIY? He was like, yeah, where are you coming from? I was like, oh, I was at a show. And he was like, oh, well, what were you doing there? I was like, yeah, I was just seeing some bands play. I was like, oh, to, on this night? Like, he just made it seem like, what was going on? Rock and roll on a Tuesday. Yeah, pretty, because I think, yeah, it was a weekday or something. But he was cool. He, you know, I, he had a right to pull me over. Yeah, we've actually, so we've, we've had, we've had no issue. We had one issue with noise where the police were doing, I think they were having some kind of recorded um, interrogation, maybe. And they like oh, asked us shit. to like stop playing music. <laughs> That's wild. So this was actually in the early days. We still lived down the street. So we were like, okay. And we literally just marched the entire show a block down the street and just finished the show in the basement. Yeah, yeah. But other than that, I mean, we've had no real sound issues or any real issues with the police. Was that at uh, Palatown? Was that the name of the house? It was, yeah. yeah. Palatown. Flemington's premier punk house. <laughs> yeah, probably one of the only ones, right? As far as I know. I think maybe there was one... Maybe like five years before I was in high school, I had heard of a couple of basement shows in town, but yeah, I'd like to think we were a pretty established punk house <laughs> for, for a couple of years. It's neat that, uh, I mean, there was a, a scene for that. Yeah. Style. I mean, and when we got the space, we were just like in awe because we went from the basements basically. And now we're like, wow, you're like letting this happen. Like we're like legitimized now. Like we can have like punk shows out in the open Yeah, and not have to worry about the cops like coming into the house. Yeah. Were there um, what was like the the biggest negatives of running house shows? So, I feel really bad in hindsight, but this house in particular was a duplex. Okay. So like we literally like shared walls with like a family. Oh wow! And like we never, I mean, they never like told us to shut up or anything. But like looking back on it, I just felt so bad. <laughs> Having like ragers. Like, yeah, like yeah. P- parties and and you know jamming till ten p.m. on a weekday just because like we legally could, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I feel bad for it if I apologize. I apologize if I ever saw them again. <laughs> but um, other downsides, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, as long as people respect the space. Yeah. As long as people are cool and respect the house and the place. And, you know, nine times out of ten, they do. Yeah. That's neat. Yeah. I think because it's not a college town, too, more people are kind of with it. And I think people in New Brunswick are definitely like, they get it, but they're. You always run risk of like someone coming who just sure. doesn't yeah, understand. I mean, 
especially in a town like Flemington, like we were so lucky to have a punk house. And like, that's why I think we're so lucky in a town like Flemington where there's really nothing going on. We are so lucky to have this, this art space. Yeah. Totally. Think, that's why I think it thrives is because like, I'm not, I'm not saying it wouldn't do well in a, in a new Brunswick, but I think in a town like Flemington, that's where it's needed. Almost For sure. More. Yeah. Cause there is, there's more going on in New Brunswick as far as like avenues of, of sure. things to do at night. Yeah. You know? But like, you know, for high school kids who can't drive, you know, they don't have to go far to come to a show or a workshop. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. You keep your calendar busy and people know they can like check yeah. it out online. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it's all about just bringing people together for stuff like that's really it. Create yeah. a community, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we have a pretty tight-knit group of volunteers, and it's always expanding, and it's it's just, I don't know, it's really beautiful. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super neat. It's I, like I don't take it for granted, like, for one day. Like, I just, sometimes I walk into the space, and I just, like, can't believe it. Like, I just can't believe that this is a thing, and, like, we've had this for four and a half years. Yeah. Just, I can't believe it. Well, it took you being active and involved and having the guts to flyer for a show, which sure. people don't really do anymore. You yeah. Know? I, I still bring paper flyers. I, I still do too. Yeah. yeah. And actually the last time I flyered, people are actually really cool and receptive. And I was like, yeah. Oh, this is different than what I remember. Like, like, Facebook's great, you know, but to me just posting on Facebook is not promoting an event. No, like, I kind of part agree. of it. Yeah. It's part of it. Yeah. But I like giving people flyers and like putting up flyers in coffee shops and I don't know. Visibility. Yeah. And also, when you give someone a flyer, you usually there's a chance you'll talk to them for at least a minute. Sure. Make some kind of connection. Yeah, and I mean, I think not. I, I would say like eighty percent of my friends I know from like playing music and like coming to shows. Like that's how I know you. Yeah, totally. Or so when you do the flyers, was it like ask a punk for the address or? Oh, so this this one no because it was at like the Stangle Factory, so like it was like a legit. Oh yeah, you're right. Is that yeah, what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was like no, this was like all right, it's like down the street at, at Stangle Road, but yeah. So, yeah. What's that building now, Stangle Factory? So, there's like a coffee shop. There's a couple galleries, like a pottery place, a yoga studio. It's kind of like an ever-changing door of, of different vendors. And they have like a farmer's market every week. Word. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Flemington, it's a neat area. So, 100 and County, was it, was that a shared high school between Flemington and like Clinton? I think Clinton goes to North. But Flemington, it is a regional school. So, I think it's like Flemington, Hopewell... I don't know where the line is, but it's like a lot of different towns in Flemington. Yeah. That's why it's like 3,000 over 3,000. Yeah, that's a lot of of kids. Yeah. Cool, man. How's all the music stuff going? Me? For me personally? Yeah. Oh, it's it's going well. I mean, I'm playing playing drums in a band called Glazer, and then I uh, play guitar and um, share vocal duties in a band called Decoration. Yeah. But I, I was telling you earlier, I mean, we're pretty busy. I mean... As far as not doing this full time, like we we play we play out a couple times a month, sometimes yeah. more. But as long as I'm playing out, totally. Yeah, no, it's it's going well. Recording a lot, playing a lot, trying to tour when we can. Yeah, that's within, the, re- within reason for sure. Yeah, older you get, the harder it gets. Of course, <laughs> it's true. You know. Yeah, I would still love to do like one like full U.S. tour before it's too late. Yeah. That's like on my bucket list. Never too late. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> never, it's never too late. We'll take the dad band on the road. Yeah. You got to just make the time. Yeah. No, no. But Playing at an Applebee's near you. Near you Jimmy yeah. Buffett covers. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. It's it's definitely possible. I mean, to do like the whole country right, you probably need like 25 days. Yeah, that's what I've heard. It's like you need you need almost a month yeah. to do the whole country. For sure. Yeah, it's a big ass country. So maybe, you know, maybe if I'm like in between jobs one day or like... 
I can have like 30 vacation days. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that you're optimistic about being in between jobs. Like, you know, maybe one day if everything lines up correctly, I'll be in between jobs. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean it like that. But <laughs> no, but that's, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, well, like that might be the only time. Yeah. No, it's true. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to make time to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, Glazer played that North Jersey, uh, Indie Rock Festival? Yeah. How was that? It was actually really cool. It was at uh, White Eagle Hall. That's sick in Jersey City. Yeah. That's like, so cool. Pretty big venue. It was a really really good turnout, and it was just, I don't know, it was really cool. I saw a lot of bands who, like, I'd never seen before. I've heard their name a lot, and, like, to finally see them was really cool. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't know, I feel like the North Jersey scene is, like, a little separated from, like, New Brunswick. There's, like, all these little pockets, so it was, like, cool to kind of see people and hang out with people that you like know on the internet but don't like really know sure yeah so yeah it was really cool it was a really good night was that uh by like sniffling sniffling indie kids sniffling indie kids mint 400 i think state champion records also sponsored oh it. sick a couple other sponsors i'm drawing a blank but yeah it was a really cool thing and god bless them for for putting that on yeah i would never want to run a festival no, we did yeah. like a. We actually did a small like phlegm fest a couple years ago. It was like two days of bands, which was awesome. But like my buddy who spearheaded it, it was just like a nightmare. You know? Sure, just like logistically and. But, I love going to them. I just don't know if I yeah. would book one. Yeah, and th- did they have other stuff besides like music, like uh, the indie fest? Yeah. Um. No, it was just all music from right like four to eleven. That's wild. It was cool. Yeah. It was like one big stage, but then there was like two setups on the big stage, so it was just like literally back and forth. That's like, the way to do it. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. Right on. You don't see a lot of that anymore. No. Festivals have kind of fallen off. I don't know. I uh. I remember like being excited about seeing eight hours of music when I was a kid, and now when I think about it, it's like, damn, that's like so long. I could not, yeah. I mean, like, I like if a show's like pushing like three hours, I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. Yeah, but if it's a festival, it could be a kind of different vibe, where you're just hanging all day. And yeah, you hanging know you all are. day and mixing it up. It's like you're built either a four band bill or like a ten band festival. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I think right before <laughs> Hamilton Street closed, and it might have actually not happened because of the flood, but I remember there was like a 10 hours of punk fest. And I don't know if that actually happened or not. I think it was like slated to happen. And then like Hamilton street got flooded, but look, I mean, 10 hours of punk sounds pretty intense. They've done, they did have 10 hours of ska at some point, which I didn't go to, but that's a lot of fucking that's a lot ska. Of ska. Dude, that's a lot it's of tiring. Yeah. All that skanking dude. Seriously. <laughs> oh man. You got any shows coming up? I have a show. Yeah. Glazer's playing a show this Friday. When is this going to... This will go up tomorrow. Oh, this will go up tomorrow. Great. Yeah. So this Friday, two days from now... That's right. Um, at In the West. Oh, sick. Like also kind of like a shared... I wouldn't call it a... It's a DIY space, not so much a community space, but... Um, you know, events, studio, rehearsal space. Yeah. Um, and one, one person kind of... Well, a few, a few people kind of help make it happen. Yeah. People Everyone has their kind of... It's a shared responsibilities among different people. Yeah. but Who's uh, playing on Friday? It's going to be Glazer, Spouter, who are like, I think, I saw Spouter last weekend, and they're just like getting better and better. Awesome. And they're like only like 22. And it, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. You know, makes me mad a little bit because they're just so fucking good. And younger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got your whole life ahead yeah, of you. Right. I saw you just play with them with a two-inch astronaut, I think. Yes. Yeah. Which was um, a basement show, I think, a couple years ago. Yeah, probably a year. A year ago. Yeah. Yeah. Spouter's playing. um, This band, Stove, which I think put out one of the best albums of the year. It's, um, I don't know if you know Avlov, but it's Steve from Avlov. 
cool. a bunch of other great people and then this band called Manica um, on Exploding Sound Records also with Stove so that's this Friday yeah really excited cool. super stacked nice yeah that's a good one yeah yeah if I'm around I'll, I'll come through I haven't been to the space that space in a while but yeah should be a good one yeah bring earplugs that space gets really loud and like some people just don't like wearing earplugs I don't like wearing earplugs I don't like like wearing earplugs but that space is really loud yeah the way the room shifts. Yeah, and I try of. to play like super quiet. It just, I don't know. Also, like the genre because it's like just fucking loud rock. It's got to be. It's got to be loud. Yeah, or else it's not rock. Yeah. More or less, yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. If you're listening to this and it's Wednesday, I'm uh, running a show in New Brunswick on Thursday. Um, Invalids Ooh, yeah. are playing. Monobody's playing, which if you've never heard Monobody, they're extremely good, like jazz fusion stuff. Uh, Fon Han's playing yes. and the Planet U. So love Fon Han. They're back because they're Tom moved to St. Louis. St. Louis, and he's back already. Yeah, I ran into <laughs> him and I was like, I ran into him at Champs. It, we it was for the show. Uh, the band Vane played. They're like a hardcore band. I, I would have guessed. So yeah, it kind of made sense seeing Tommy there because he does draw like influences and like from like Dillinger Escape oh, Plan. Oh yeah, that like, new Fon Han record is like it gets real bonkers, disgusting <laughs> yeah. in a good way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So then he was like, yeah, you know, I'm moving to St. Louis because my rent's going to be like $330 a month or yeah. something. But, you know, they're already, they're coming back. We're playing with them Wednesday in Manhattan tomorrow and then oh, wow. th- Thursday in New Brunswick. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it should be cool. Um, weekday shows kind of suck ass. Not, I mean, like, not like turn out, like, and it's, I'm fucking looking forward to the show. It's just like balancing that and work. The grind, yeah. <laughs> Nonstop gotta be like i had the uh, nothing yeah i had the realization like as i was like an hour before he came i'm like damn i'm pretty much busy until friday like it's pretty much non-stop till then but at least you can rest on the weekend for like an hour maybe yeah couple hours some downtime sleep in and then start start up again yeah and like like we were saying it's better to be doing stuff than the not oh yeah you know even when i'm home i'm not just like maybe i'll have netflix on but like i'm always just like either pacing or like working on collages or just doing something you do collages? I, I do collages. Yeah, oh. I've been actually... Oh, I saw you post them actually recently. They were really cool. Thanks. Yeah, I've been doing... So I, I was doing a lot of like just like digital collages and like Photoshop. And yeah. then I just like came across like an old stack of magazines and just like started going for it. And like I said, like the the physical media, like I just love like touching it and like using my hands and like cutting it with an X-Acto knife. And yeah, I've been doing a lot of collages. I think I'm going to have an art show maybe in the spring. You should. DIY. I've never had like an art show before. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we have the space, so why not, right? Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah. And I mean, like, you know, keep sharing it with people and then be like, you can come see new, you need to come see it all. Come see it all. In person. In person. Host your own art show. It's another thing. We do, we've been trying to do new art shows every month just to, like, <laughs> keep keep the art fresh and keep, get new people in there. So Totally. If anyone's interested in doing an art show, your first art show, your 10th art show. Yeah, yeah. FlemingtonDIY.org. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So people just set their painting, set their art up, their installments up. Yeah. I mean, we have like a big like main room, which is like where a lot of the shows and events happen, and then we have two or three kind of like offices, which are now like kind of small galleries in the back. So, I mean, whether you have like two pieces or like thirty pieces, we have tons of wall space. Yeah. And it's fun to do like collaborated collaborated art shows with. With like 10 artists we've done, which is really great because then you get tons of people coming in. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And then you could really fill the whole venue. <laughs> yeah. We try to do like, yeah, like an art show a month with like an opening reception with like some food and sometimes bands play at the opening receptions. It's it's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, you know, that's the right, 
you know you get the right network of people too absolutely i mean we we won't we won't say no to your art so like if you're like shy or timid about your art just just do it yeah just put it up are do you guys do like uh you guys do like poetry nights too so that was a thing we did like for a while it was like kind of it comes in waves so like we've had like a slew of we had like some poetry nights we had some queer poetry nights which was like featuring like a lot of like queer poets and like local artists like that um but yeah always open to it oh yeah you got an idea hit a plumbing like i said we're a yes organization like you email us with a show idea or a workshop idea we'll probably say yes yeah that's cool I, man maybe i've said no once and i couldn't even imagine why <laughs> unless you're like a neo-nazi yeah yeah yeah. that's uh yeah go go find a different platform sure yeah <laughs> but yeah all ages all the time everyone yeah diy baby that's it yeah well cool man anything else you want to touch upon i don't think so probably as soon as i get in the car i'll be like oh i should have said that <laughs> but no i mean i just encourage people to check it out yeah come to a show come to an event just give me go to the website just to see what we're all about it's totally worth checking out and it's definitely a special place and i i know some people are like oh where's slimington but then if you go there it's like worth going to that town yeah and not to knock the town like you know it's got cool stuff going on obviously but like yeah, i mean we have a brewery now there's like a little brewery nice get, there's some cool stuff happening. and i think you guys are like you guys are a part of that i'm not gonna say solely responsible for a brewery but like you know you're bringing people into the town yeah and we've actually it was uh, a year ago we had a fundraiser event at the brewery um, the owner was really nice and let us host like a karaoke fundraiser. Oh, that's so which much was fun. so cool. We had like council people and like community members singing karaoke and drinking beer, which is nice for a change because, like I said, we don't have alcohol in our space. But sure, you know, sometimes you need that lubrication to to sing in front of people. Totally. And the <clears throat> the owner of the brewery just knew you get, knew the space. Yeah, I was like, hey, we're from Flemington DIY. Oh, I've heard a lot about you. Like, we'd love to let you use our space that's so cool yeah and i mean you know it helps him because we're bringing people into the brewery so <clears throat> yeah you got the right mindset for doing it because you're like you're open to people yeah. you're, you're involved this is what i'm doing this is where you can check it out you let anyone come through besides yeah. like neo-nazis right? besides neo-nazis yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean that's the way to do it that's the way to build a community feels like so yeah. i mean i said it before but i don't see there i don't see that i don't see it stopping we're just getting started yeah honestly i really feel like that like there's always ups and downs sometimes you're like oh like why am i doing this but i think we're really only getting started yeah man. whether we're in that building or like in a new building we'll be here for a while yeah totally i i can't wait to see where it goes hell yeah yeah man uh okay flemington org. fundraising right now they are non-profit so mm -hmm. it's a tax write-off so if you got money to burn <laughs> hell yeah Cool. Yes. Wait. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much, Joe. Thanks for listening, everyone. All right. Bye.